Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. John Zogby is the founder of John Zogby Strategies. He's one of America's leading pollster, has been for many years. He's the author of We Are Many, We Are One. He's an op-ed writer for many of America's leading news organizations, senior advisor of the Kennedy School of Business at Harvard University. His podcast is The Zogby Report. And uh, we've gotten to know John very well on this program over the last number of years, and he's very kind and gives us a lot of his time. We like to talk about what's happening in American politics as we grow closer, get closer and closer to November. And uh, John is back with us on the program today. John, thank you very much for the time. And uh, how would you describe today, based on the most recent polling you've done, how would you describe the Trump-Pence versus Biden-Harris race for the White House today? Well, today, not close. Um, maybe not even competitive. Uh, the election isn't today, but um, uh, you have, have two major polls out today showing uh, the Biden-Harris ticket uh, with double-digit leads. Um, that's a bounce back to where it was a, a couple of weeks ago. Then it tightened up a little bit, you know, six or seven point lead. But now with the addition of, of Harris, meaning that Biden has made a, a decision to the ticket is now clarified, um, and uh, you have a substantial lead. No real polling since the announcement um, in any of the, the key battleground states, um, but those remain competitive. Biden leads in, in all but two competitive states, um, but uh, they're a bit closer than, uh, than the overall national sample. So, John, how would you uh, describe then what is going on? Are Americans fed up with uh, Donald Trump, uh, largely or by majority, as far as the polling goes? Uh, or are they supportive of, uh, of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris? Well, for the most part, it's, it's, the, it's the first thing. They're, they're uh, tired of, of Donald Trump. They, they give him low marks, and by that I mean 60 to 65 percent disapprove of his handling of the corona. Virus that's worse than than many governors uh, uh, within their own states. They uh, give him uh, uh, very low marks on on the environment and um, on pretty much everything else. He remained competitive. Um, you know his his best numbers were on handling the economy, uh, but now. Uh, when when voters are asked, uh, Biden has just an ever so slight edge on on handling the economy. But the, you know, the, uh, one of the key barometric readings, um, you know, is the country headed in the right direction or is it off on the wrong track? That's how we've been asking it now since the early '70s, and you have. Uh, 70 to 75 percent, depending on the poll, saying the wrong direction. And it's always the person at the top, you know, whether it's the mayor, the governor, the president of the United States that takes the credit or the blame for that. So not looking good for Donald Trump, but, Roy, we've got, what, 79 more days to go, and really anything can happen. Would you address that for us, please, John, because Trump was written off even on Election Day in 2016. And there were the mistakes, the gaffes that Hillary Clinton was guilty of, such as her deplorables comment. 
Uh, is there, when you say there's 79 days to go and anything can happen, are you saying that Trump and Pence could turn this around somehow in their favor, maybe with an assist from Joe Biden? Well, or it can be turned around in their favor. So I mean, what are some things that, that could happen? Uh, we could be potentially, who knows, on the path to some kind of economic recovery. And remember, up until just a little while ago, the president was getting good marks uh, on, on handling the economy. There could be a couple more diplomatic coups, although I don't know that um, uh, any of those alone would do anything. But in tandem with maybe the economy starting to turn around, uh, as you allude to, uh, there, there could be a Biden gaffe of some sort or a revelation of of some sort uh he's in the position i i you know i think everybody pays some attention to basketball um in some way but he's in the position you betcha we do well then <laughs> then uh then he needs to hold on to the ball <laughs> you've heard of the raptors as long as he can just dribble you know you've heard of the raptors the eh, john what's that <laughs> you've heard of the raptors I, I have heard of the Raptors, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not too far away from the Raptors. I know you're not. I know you're not. What about, talk to us please about the uh, the inclusion of Senator Kamala Harris. What does she bring to the Biden ticket ultimately for the voter? Well, you know, first of all, she's demographically correct. Um, uh, black voters need to come out and come out in a big way. Uh, you know, they vote 90 plus percent Democrat, but there have to be substantial numbers of them turning out. And uh, it, he appointed, um, you know, one of the most prominent, notable African-Americans, perhaps the most notable African-American woman uh, in, in the country. She's also, I might point out, uh, Asian-American. Um, she's half Indian from her mother. Uh, and and uh, they are a substantial Democratic voting bloc. So he's generated some enthusiasm among the base. Secondly, he's defined uh, himself as a moderate liberal. Now, for some, like the president, the, uh, the, the platform of the Democratic Party looks like it was uh, a gift from uh, Bernie Sanders. Uh, there is... It's probably the most liberal, progressive platform the, the Democrats have ever have ever run on. However, Biden has defined himself um, in the center, and with Kamala Harris can run that way. But I think thirdly, he had a what he's done is um, he's clarified who he is as a person. Normally, um, you, uh, a nominee does not. Uh, choose a running mate who's a star, who's charismatic, who has the capacity to garner a lot of the attention. Um, you know, when all is said and done after the first 72 hours of an announcement, it's all about the presidential nominee. But Biden, I think, has shown that, that he's comfortable in his own shoes, that um, he's, he was going to select a Kamala Harris, even if she garners a whole lot of attention, of attention, because ultimately, you know, the buck is going to stop with Joe Biden. It's all about him versus Donald Trump. Okay, one more question for you. 
when you look at the American electorate now, and you look at what's happened in 2020, everything from the uh, from the coronavirus, the pandemic, and the social uprising, and the determination that things are going to change as far as systemic racism is concerned, and 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 the debates that have gone on and are ongoing, how engaged, given all of that, how engaged are the American voters in the election to this point? Are they absorbing what's happening as far as the political parties are concerned? Because conventionally, I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I think conventionally, many times, voters don't really become engaged until very close to the end of the of a campaign. You have a hardening on both sides, and so there is a there is very high interest in this election. There will be a substantial voter turnout. You know, barring anything unforeseen that makes. Uh, uh, some uh, voters say, well, pox on both your houses, I really don't care. Um, but at least for now, there's a high level, higher than usual level of, of interest. And um, uh, if that continues, yeah, we'll have, a, we'll have a, perhaps a record voter turn. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.